What is going on, guys? I've got a fun episode for you today. I filmed uh, an answer to a lot of questions I get about diabetic complications, about A1C versus time and range, which one's better, and how do I know if I can avoid these complications or not? And uh, I drew it all out on a whiteboard in our YouTube video. But don't worry, if you're listening here on the podcast, you're still going to get all the great info and insights, and I will answer those questions. So before we get into any of the, the deep dive portions of this, let's jump into the theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandervecht, and with my co-host Ali abdul Karim, we welcome you to Pardon My Pancreas. Diabetic complications. It's a great topic, right? Now, when I was first diagnosed, I was diagnosed at the age of 19, and uh, it was on December 23rd. Not a fun time around Christmas to get diagnosed, but the doctor came in, in the emergency room. He told me, Matt, look, your life's never going to be the same. You are likely going to develop diabetic complications around that 10-year marker, and uh, you know, try to control it the best you can, but you can't have any sugar ever. He just listed off all these things that were so inaccurate. And I didn't find out the truth for years, and I want to get that truth out to you. Now, the big question is, am I bound to have diabetic complications down the road? Is that a guarantee? What can I do to avoid that? Now, the truth behind the matter is, you are not guaranteed to have diabetic complications. In fact, you can go your entire life without seeing a single complication. But here's the thing. You have to take that control into your own hands and apply that to your diabetes management. You have to keep your blood sugars relatively in range in order to avoid those complications. And it's when we become complacent when we let our blood sugars run wild and go high and stay high, that's when complications become more of a risk, right? And so we let our blood sugars dip low and drop to severe lows that we run the risks of seizures, death, brain damage, all these different things. But if we can keep our blood sugars relatively in range, not perfect by the way, I'm not saying it has to stay perfectly in range, but relatively in range, that is where we will see uh, lowered risk of complications, lowered risk of death, of seizures, of brain loss, any of that kind of stuff. So what does in range mean? First, I want to determine uh, if you are staying in range, if I'm staying in range, and then we have to have a parameter set for that. So what parameters do we use? The set goal and standard for in range blood sugars is between 70 and 180. Okay, so between 70 and 180, that's where you want to spend most of your time if possible. Now, of course, there are many strategies out there on how we can do our best to stay in that range, right? Pre-bolusing, you know, taking your insulin before you eat, not during, not after, before. Uh, exercising is going to greatly increase your insulin sensitivity, lower your insulin needs. Different types of diets that we use can be leveraged to our benefit if we use them properly. And a, a vast array of different strategies that we can use right to stay in range whether it's CGM technology insulin pumps different types of MDI different types of insulin I that's there's so many videos I could make on that stuff but essentially try to do what you can to spend more time in range between 70 and 180 now if you're spending more time in range we have a second myth that I want to debunk real quick and that is that diabetics take significantly longer to heal from injuries like a cut or something on your foot 
and uh, you're more at risk for infections and all this kind of stuff. And while that may be true statistically speaking, if you keep your blood sugars in range, you're going to heal at a relatively normal rate. It's because people don't stay in range, they see delayed healing processes in their bodies. Your whole body suffers when your blood sugars are out of range, especially uh, for those longer periods of time. Now what I want to do is rearrange this camera and show you guys a little graph. And for some of you it's going to shock you, but I want to show you guys kind of what it looks like to have a great A1C and at what point do you need to stop trying so hard and stop obsessing and you're able to find the mix, the balance between happy and healthy. So we're going to jump over there. Alright guys, so I got my expo marker, the whiteboard, we're centered, and I want to give you a quick drawing on what I was talking about, okay? And I mentioned quick drawing because I'm not going to take time to make this artsy. Honestly, I lack the skills necessary to make it artsy, so we're going to do this quick. I'm going to draw something out for you. We're going to hold off on labeling the axis because I want to see if you can guess what it is before I draw it, alright? So first off, I know there's a bit of a glare on the screen, so I'm going to try to avoid that. You've got these axes, okay? Alright? Anyone know what this is yet? Should I just label it and let you guys in on the little secret? Down here we have A1C. If you're not familiar with the A1C, the A1C is a three month average of your blood sugars. And depending on what number that is, you may be at risk for complications, you may be in a good golden zone, or you may be registering as a non-diabetic as far as numbers go. Now, what is the other side of the graph? This is going to be your risk of complications. Now, what does this mean? What are we looking at right here? As our A1C increases, in other words, as your A1C is higher, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you have an increased rate of your risk of complications, okay? So the higher your A1C, the more likely you are to develop diabetic complications. But does a lower A1C always mean significant differences in your risk of complications? Not necessarily. The ADA recommends at the threshold of good A1C versus not so great A1C, is at a seven. If you can get your A1C below a seven, you stand a much better chance of avoiding diabetic complications long term. Now, what does this graph tell us? Right here, if you have, let's say you have an A1C of six, okay? Puts you right there. How much better are you than being at a seven? Notice the graph doesn't change that much. We mark it at a seven right there. This is where the, the ADA wants you to be at or below a seven. So coming out here, right, we got the eight, nine, 10, Oh my goodness, those are skyrocketing, right? We see between a, a 10 and a 9, if you can drop your A1C from a 10 to a 9, you're coming from all the way up here, all the way down to here. Amazing! If you drop it from a 9 to an 8, from there, all the way down to there. Amazing! If you drop it from an 8 to a 7, all the way back down there. Amazing! But what happens if you drop it from a 7 to a 6? A little bit of a shift, right? There's a little bit of an improvement. It is in the right direction. It's good, but it's not as significant, is it? What happens if you go from a 6 to a 5? Not really any difference at all. It is technically a fraction of a bit better, right? But what happens if you go from 5 to a 4? Next to nothing. There are very few benefits to getting your A1C below that threshold, right? If you can get it below a 7, significantly uh, improved results over time. If you get it closer to a 6, even better, sure, but it's not as significant as it was above a 7. So once you get below a seven, ultimately, you can start taking your foot off the gas pedal a little bit, stop obsessing over blood sugars, and start to find that balance between happy and healthy. Now, I also wanna mention, this is where time and range comes to play, right? Now time and range is defined between 70 and 180. If we have an A1C of a seven, we should technically 
be sitting right in the middle of that. However, typically people who are relying only on the A1C value see blood sugars that skyrocket to 300s and 400s and see drops on a regular basis in the 40s, 50s, if not worse. So you see, it's not the average that should be determining your health, it's the time in range. The more time you can spend in range, the less likely you are to experience any form of complications. Between 70 and 180, that's your sweet spot. If you are still going off the A1C alone, aim to get it below a seven, and if you can get it to a 6.5, 6.2, awesome, good for you. But I don't want you to be comparing yourself to all the social media influencers saying, I got it to a 4.6, a 4.9, 5.2. The overall, they're sure they're healthy if they're staying stable and not going low all the time, right? But it's not likely. The fact of the matter is, the lower your A1C, the more at risk you are for severe hypoglycemia or low blood sugar, which short term is much, well, and long term technically, is much more dangerous because you run the risk of seizures, uh, brain cells dying, death. That's a lot worse to me than other diabetic complications like retinopathy. Right? So what I want you to, to focus on here is focus on getting it below a seven, but work more on your time and range. Don't try to drive your A1C down into the ground and get into the fours if you're going low on a regular basis. Get your A1C below a seven and then focus on time and range. That is going to be key. That is going to help you heal faster. That is going to help you avoid diabetic complications basically for good. There is no guarantee of course, but that is how you reduce your risk of developing diabetic complications before they even become a thing. So I hope you guys have found this video useful. If you want more resources, go to ftfwarrior.com for our books, programs, blogs, podcasts, all that stuff. It's amazing. ftfwarrior.com. And of course, do not forget, hit that button right there. Subscribe to this channel. Videos like this are going up every single week. And it's kind of amazing. And it's a big party that I don't want you to miss out on. Hit that button, subscribe. I'll see you guys in the next video. Keep up the fight. All right, guys, so that is it for today's episode. Remember, get that A1C below a seven, then focus on your time in range for optimal health, guys. You can aim for a lower A1C, but watch out for those hypoglycemia risks. Now, if you jump over to FTF Warrior on YouTube, hit subscribe, there's awesome videos going up all the time. And uh, that's where you're gonna find those visual tools as well to help you learn and implement these strategies into your daily lives. Have an awesome day, guys. Keep up the fight.